The strong wind was howling and whistling. He was the first Chinese citizen to graduate from Yale University in the mid-19th century. I was born on the 17th of November. She had prominent features. Three of us were old enough to lend a helping hand. He navigated between two vastly different cultures and moved further to realize his dream and promote understanding between the people of China and the United States. Ye Mingxing was a native of Hanyang. I realized no danger. China is really awakening. Come and join us in discovering the incredible journey of Yong Wang in his autobiography, My Life in China and America. Check out the audible stories on radio.cgtn.com and all major podcast platforms. Just search for the podcast Books and Beyond and find My Life in China and America. Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Roundtable, coming to you live from Beijing. I'm He Yun. Good to have you join us. China's king of fairy tales recently called it quits over intellectual property protection of his work after a decades-long haul of filing lawsuits over hundreds of copyright disputes. We discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly in protecting intellectual property. And keep sending us your comments, thoughts, and questions too. EZFMRoundtable at foxmail.com. Your voice could be featured in the show in our Roundtable's Hard to Heart segment. Audio clips are preferred, but emails will do. We would love to have a heart to heart with you. For today's program, I'm joined by Huang Shen and Ding Hung in the studio. First on today's show. Intellectual property rights are given to persons over the creations of their minds and cover four areas of trademark, patent, copyright, and trade secrets. The protection of intellectual property is fundamental to encouraging innovation. China has beefed up. Efforts in the protection of intellectual property in all areas in recent years, but new challenges have emerged thanks to the prevalence of the internet. The cost of defending one's IP rights appears enormous, whereas the cost of violation is tiny in comparison. Recently, Zheng Yuanjie, a well-known Chinese children's books author, has announced he will stop publishing new content as he is frustrated after decades of. Filing hundreds of trademark infringement cases with little hope, as he says, and this announcement has stirred up a heated debate on how far people should go to guard their intellectual property rights and why is it so difficult to protect IP rights. So let's take a look at what's going on, and certainly there are. A ton of fans who are now、mm-hmm. adults who grew up reading Zheng Yuanjie's books. Are a bit sad、um, for this new announcement. So tell us more about it. Yeah, Junyuanjie has created a series of famous literature characters such as Pi Pi Lu and Lu Xixi, or Shuke and Beta. So on April the eighteenth,、uh, this fairy tale writer Junyuanjie published a farewell letter on microblogging site Sina Weibo. He said that he will keep writing. But he'll no longer publish new books because it's very difficult to protect the IP rights.、Uh, he announced that he will no longer claim the intellectual property rights of the 
673 trademarks that he considered have been used without his authorization. Uh, for him, you know, the circulation of his works has exceeded 300 million. In 2021 alone, he paid personal income tax totaling over 10 million yuan. He claimed that his characters' names were improperly registered by companies for trademarks. He has been trying to guard his rights in the past 21 years, but he's only won a few cases. Uh, later, the letter uh, quickly went viral online, arousing a heated discussion on IP protection among the public. As of April 23rd, the topic with the hashtag Zhengyuanjie farewell letter on Weibo had nearly 400 million views and uh, 53,000 discussion posts. Right, so for you, Ding Hong, what was the thing that really stuck out for you? Yeah, personally, you know, really sad, uh, to be honest. But uh, at the same time, sometimes you, when when you read uh, such uh, news, you kind of wonder, can't help but uh, wondering, is it necessary or like, uh, is he overdoing it? Because uh, some people would suggest that. Um, you know, Zheng Yuanjie definitely deserved to be respected for safeguarding his rights. Uh, he, there, his behavior and his action could uh, greatly raise public awareness in this particular field. But some people outright think that he is overdoing it. They they raise questions like, uh, is it necessary to sue every single trademark that uses the characters? Uh, the characters, the characters' name in his literary works, and some people say he's being too serious and stubborn. Some people say it could be possible that some companies do not even recognize his works when they use those names as their trademark. So. Uh, can, kind can of give mixture. us some examples, though, because I think for most people, you might not really know yeah. what can these so-called infringements be violating exactly what part of the law. I can give you a couple examples that are the obvious ones, for example, and I think this is a really good idea if Zheng Yuanzi offered authorization for, let's say, children's clothing companies, you know, because his characters are all like, you know, it's it's geared towards kids. And then yes. kids love these characters, especially those who were born in the 1970s, 1980s, and some in the 1990s um, who read his books and grew up and then it would appeal to them. And now when they have kids, well, it'll appeal to their kids possibly. And then it's the parents who are buying the clothes for the kids, right? And so that's one thing. And then there are other examples of like outrageous things like like plumbing companies or like some German company just happened to have the name Shuke or share the name Shuke. And then, you know, like, so so there are some of the more obvious ones and some of the maybe less obvious ones that people are kind of um, sort, sort of talking over each other and saying, huh, oh, does it deserve to be, uh, it does it deserve a copyright lawsuit filed by Mr. Zheng? So... What do you say, Huang Shen? Yeah, I think it depends on the specific case because for some uh, people who are inspired maybe by Mr. Zheng Wenjie's works and trying to develop a business by using the trademark, uh, which has the same name with the characters in Zheng Wenjie's books, I think this is quite confusing. I believe, as earlier you mentioned, if 
a children's clothing company could seek cooperation、yeah. with the author. What a brilliant idea! I think that will be a very brilliant cooperation because you are trying to expand the influence of your IP. While the people who have been inspired by your works will use that cute image to promote their products. However, this should be based on a contract, which means I would ask you to give me the permission of your、uh, IP or. Of using the name or even the image of certain characters created by this author,、uh, I think in other cases, what have、uh, irritated the author is that some brands they are using the names、uh, of his characters for a really weird reason. I mean, maybe it's so different from the image that he would like to portray of his characters. For example, back in 2021, I think he. Made headlines by suing some、uh, people who are violating the trademarks or the characters of his works.、Uh, one example is that you know the famous character Pipi Lu. This is a very bubbly boy character in Junyuanjie's most famous story series Pipi Lu and Lu Xixi, and that was registered by a company in 2010、mm-hmm. to promote pork products.、Hmm. So I don't think you know. Pipi Lu is a very common name, so there's no excuse for using that name for you know represent pork products.、Um, if we stick to this example,、uh, some law experts explained if the author didn't register the name before others did, then it will be very difficult for him to win the case,、mm. especially since the company did not register in the category of culture and entertainment. So does that? Imply that Mr. Jung has、mm. the rights to these name titles of the characters and books that he wrote in the culture and entertainment、um, territory,、yeah. and that's all. So if it's like high pressure rice cooker or what else, garbage cans and other stuff, then he does not have、yeah. the rights over them. Yeah, I think that's largely the the position of the authorities. I think the the, the legal authorities' position. For for example, in a particular case, Zheng Yuanjie sued a Suzhou-based、um, gas company, I guess, called、uh, for for using Shuke as a trademark for its、um, valve products. In this particular case, actually,、uh, China's、uh, National Intellectual Property Administration does not. Does not really support the claim by Zheng Yuanjie, suggesting that the products here belongs to the category of like a、uh, mechanical or industrial products, whereas Shuke in in Zheng Yuanjie's literary works is a cartoon character, right?、Yeah. Which is mostly a cultural and entertainment oriented product. So, like、uh, both you and Huang Shan have suggested, these two things. Are not really considered to be correlated to one another. One in the industrial field, one in the entertainment and the cultural field, and、uh, I think Shuke is pretty. Yeah, like Pipilu, like Huangshan mentioned, is a pretty unique name.、Mm-hmm. But Shuke is a pretty common name in that it is the Chinese translation of German name Shuke. I think right. Um, yeah, for, for for in another case, like、uh, Zheng Yuanjie sued a pipeline equipment company based in Shanghai, and it is actually a Shanghai subsidiary of a German company which happens to have this name Shuke. So,、mm. to to call it Shuke in Chinese 
is pretty commercially sensible, you know. Yeah, <laughs> but that example is more of the、uh, anomaly or more of the rare cases that oh, we can actually sort of see the. Other sides' argument and kind of supported, but for a lot of the others, when it's PPLU and Xixi and it's Shuke and Beta, then you know that's for a Chinese person. Then immediately you'd associate it with Zheng Yuanjie's work. There is very little dispute in that sense, I would think. But it's almost like, is it like? Utilizing this loophole in in the law or or in registration of some sort that you know these business retailers are picking this name because there's the name recognition and、yeah. people would know what it is, but it just appears in this outlandishly or outrageously different area that is far from fairy tales and these like lovely characters that this man created. Yeah, I think that's that's a valid point. And in another pretty interesting case I have checked online is regarding,、um, it actually has to do with the official name of a particular geographical location in 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 Xinjiang. Ah,、uh, because、uh, Zhen Zhen Yanjie has also reportedly filed a lawsuit against the city in Xinjiang. Over the name of a local specialty of a locally produced red date. However, that particular you know small city's official name in Chinese contains the character Shuke. So this case is also not considered by the authorities to be a trademark violation because the city, I guess, in their opinion, is absolutely. Justified to use shuke to name its local specialty. It's it's a very common practice. So、um, there is really it's really difficult to generalize,、mm-hmm. and、uh, there is definitely a gap between an IP owner's expectation and how the patent authorization system here in China is working nowadays. Yeah, and、um, when we talk about Zheng Yuanjie, he's probably one of the most famous children's books writer in this country, and he、um, he's outstandingly prolific when it comes to publishing. But he ended his 36-year-long magazine、um, a couple of years ago, and this is one man's band. He's the only person behind publishing a, a monthly magazine of his. I just it. it Every time astounds me how much he is able to put out, and of course,、uh, amassing many, many fans、uh, throughout these years. And he said that he stopped that、um, magazine because he wanted to focus to、uh, on protecting his IP rights and protection. And these days,、um, it seems like he might might decide it. Stop doing that, or it's not official. But he seems to be very frustrated about、yeah. how it's been going, and、um, apparently there are hundreds of lawsuits that he's filed, and it's only sixty-seven or so ones、mm. that he has won. And he said that it's just something that it sounds like it takes a full legal team to do this. But、um, 
but yeah, there's only so much one can do. And we tend to think of intellectual privacy, uh, intellectual piracy as a recent phenomenon. But of course, humans have been stealing from each other since the first caveman to harness fire saw his or her IP spread without credit like, well, wildfire. So what counts as intellectual property these days? Sort of decipher this big uh, abstract concept for us. Yeah, many people may think of IP as thought inventions, but this term refers to creations of the mind, such as inventions, uh, literary or artistic works, designs and symbols, names and images used in commerce. So this is according to the World Intellectual Property Organization. Uh, the reason why we think it's very important is because it's protected in law by, for example, patents, copyrights and trademarks, which enable people to earn recognition or financial benefit from what they invent, generate or create. Uh, so there are several types of intellectual property. Uh, start with patents and uh, what's, m what's more include copyright, trademarks, industrial designs, geographical indications. So it's a very broad term that if you would like to define a case as IP infringement, you have to have a very thorough and comprehensive knowledge of what it includes. So just based on the examples we offered earlier, you could tell how to define a case as IP infringement. That is very tricky. In some cases, you could tell it's a very deliberate action. Uh, but in other cases, it could be just a coincidence. So maybe that's a reason why many, uh, you know, low key writers, they don't have the time and money to support mm. this um, safeguard action of their rights. I mean, the IP rights. So for Jiang Lianjie, even he mentioned in an interview this is a very time-consuming process uh, because, according to him, it takes an average of six years to oh. win each case. And the longest time spent on a trademark infringement case took him 19 years, which was finally settled in the Sup Supreme Court, People's Court. And there are still many infringed trademarks that have not been solved. We know that he has been hailed as the king of fairy tale in China, mm -hmm. and he's a very high-profile writer. What yes. about for these emerging and indie writers? They failed to shot to fame, but someone is uh, using their products to make profits. I don't know. Do they have enough time, energy, as well as money to support this process? Because it's very time, energy, and money-consuming. Right. Yeah, indeed. I think that's the reality because, uh, first of all, it's it's difficult to define infringement, like Huang Shan suggested. And yeah, you know, in a legal, in a legally ideal environment, social environment, I, I guess content owners are supposed to use the legal tools at their disposal to help, you know, protect their intellectual property. But uh, you know, more often than not, the reality is uh, the solutions on their own hands are often limited, insufficient for defending their 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 property rights. And I guess the main reason is really regarding enforcing rights via legal avenues can be 
really, really time-consuming and costly. And this is especially true in the digital age where it's so easy to yeah. copy right、mm-hmm. other people's、um, products. It's 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 very it's very sad, you know. And some people who, apart from doing radio, also love to do some writing to contribute to. Uh, not only our own platform, but other platforms. I have privately, you know, personally, I have this concern as well. <laughs> so you see, your works might have been copied and pasted and then published on a different platform without citing the sources.、Uh, in one particular case, many、oh, many、no. years ago, yeah, yeah, one of my first、um, opads was copied by other platforms and published without my own consent. <laughs> oh, I mean,、anyway. on the one hand, that's terrible, and your rights should be. Upheld, but on the other hand, your writing must have been very good. I hope that's a tiny bit of consolation to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but that's the thing, and、um, yeah. and th- there's also a debate about IP rights in the sense that, of course, after、uh, at least two decades、um, since China joined WTO, and then there's more discussion and certainly a major push fr- coming from the government at different levels to secure. Intellectual property rights, and this is something that we've seen in many areas in China. Let's say 20 years ago, can you imagine so many people paying to listen to music online? No, I don't think it would be. But with a whole generation of new consumers, young consumers that have grown up and then now accepted that, well, you need to pay for those who come up with the brainchild of however, whatever this kind of product that we are consuming, even if it's not tangible. But of course,、um, not everybody.、Um, Not everybody follows that mantra, but I think most people can agree that you know there's merit to IP rights. But、um, in reality, how far is it being enforced is is a different thing. But there's that argument about okay, on the one hand, if you protect IP rights, then sure, this is supposed to be. Then you give、um, money, royalties. Etc. To the person who come up with this particular product or the design, and it could be in all these different aspects that Huang Shen mentioned earlier, and that's great, and that's what secures this person to come up with the next thing. But on the other hand,、um, some might argue that if you protect IP rights to the extreme of that end of the spectrum, then a lot of works would have not. Become popular in the first place, anyway. Although I know for those who come up with the design with the so-called brainchild, they probably think what I just said is bogus. But、um, you know, if you again try to be neutral and take a step back and a step back, and then that there might be a little bit of、um, merit to, to that.、Um, Discussion too. So,、mm. what do you think about IP protection in China?、Um, since you know we've been at it for at least two decades by now, and、um, what are some of your observations in that sense? Yeah, my observation is really we're seeing a strong momentum and strong initiative on the part of, say, legal authorities. 
our government agencies and some professional, you know, trade associations,、uh, trade unions to create a better social environment in this particular area. But on the other hand, I guess individual awareness is also very important for people like Zheng Yuanjie. Probably their level of awareness、um, has far exceeded. The 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 current capacity of our country and the society, so they sometimes become frustrated. But on the other hand, from a positive angle, you know these people's initiatives and momentum are really important in terms of pushing the whole society move forward. And I think in this particular area, this is actually a very professional field. It yeah, really it requires、is. a lot of talent, right? Yeah, IP so, lawyers, and we have IP courts these、yeah. days, and certainly this is a big area that legal experts are looking into for sure. And that's、yeah. why you have to em- employ someone to help you out with this, a yeah. professional. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Huang Shen? We are seeing improvements over the years, and another fact is that over the years, thanks to such digital platforms, it has. Uh, they have lowered the threshold for people to become content creators. So I think for these individual content creators, you need to learn this basic knowledge, how to protect and safeguard your own rights. And we are seeing new、uh, cooperations such as those、uh, traditional、uh, video streaming platforms. They are in collaboration with short video platforms. They give. Authorization to each other、uh, to the second、uh, the, for the second round of creation. This is a great move, I would say. However, another scary fact is that copyrights don't last forever. Mm, is it good or bad? So after a hundred years or after X amount of time, then it's up for everybody to use. And then also, it's like if you don't have the amazing ideas that you can draw from other people, then I mean. That that's like giving a leg up to all those who want to build upon, you know, this area. And for、uh, was it Benjamin Franklin, you know, the great inventor in the U.S. and he actually advocated for zero、uh, IP rights, and he thinks that it's up for humankind to、mm. use the design. It's like open source, and then、um, come up with your own thing. But in China right now, we're certainly at this time and period that actually we've seen. Definitely improvement of understanding, appreciation of IP rights, but the defending of the rights, again, is the difficult part. And maybe it does take a stickler like Mr. Zheng Yuanjie to set it out for everybody. He obviously has the resources, but even he gets tired. And IP rights—that's important, and it's not going to be the last time we're talking about this. We'll be back. Ddive, a podcast of CGT Radio. Go beyond headlines with reporters from around the world. Search for Deep Dive on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Take a deep dive into the news every week. Hear our conversations. Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. You're listening to Rantable with myself, He Yang. I'm joined by Huang Shen and Ding Hong in the studio. It's been a while, Ding Hong. Where have you been all this time? Oh, okay, okay. You look surprised. Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.、Uh, I, I、um, usually I, I come onto Rantable once a week. Yeah, but it depends. But when, dear listeners, when 
If you are interested in my opinion and in my voices, you can also tune in to another radio show, and we have our podcast as well called World Today. And on this upcoming Friday, I'll be I'll be hosting、uh, the show. Thank、okay. you very much. That's wonderful.、Um, we have listeners who. Uh, drop an email or leave a message and keep wondering about where is Ding Hong. People don't seem to、um, get enough of you, so please come <laughs> back when you have the time. Thank you very much. That's lovely. And coming up on today's show, if you have a question that you like to have us to answer, emails and voice memos come to you as EZFM Roundtable at foxmail dot com. Our、uh, your questions. And comments could be featured in our heart to heart segment. It'd be great if you could include your name and region of residence, so that we know a little bit more about you while responding to your request. And the names of sexual harassment offenders on public transportation will be made public in Hangzhou City, while the majority of internet users in a survey voiced their support for the move. Some have questioned. Whether it in fact infringes on the sexual harasser's privacy, is that going a bit too far? Well, it'd be great to have your opinion on this, and、uh, you know where to do that: ezfmroundtable at foxmail.com. And our podcast listeners can find us at Roundtable China on Apple Podcast, where you can leave a comment or message as well. And now let's have a moment of heart to heart. You ask, we answer. Roundtable, heart to heart. This week we have. Um, some comments and questions from Nana. Hi, Roundtable. My name is Nana. Right now, I live in Shanghai because I work here. But my hometown is a small county in the north of China. Well, I have listened to this podcast for five months, and it was recommended by my friend. I have to say, I love it so much. Almost every day after work, I wear my earphones, listening to Roundtable while walking my dog. I think every person on this show is very good. I like Huang Shan most. Her voice is so clear, and her opinions always make me feel that wow, this also what I think, but I cannot express it in English. So sometimes I will repeat what she said to help me improve my oral English. Well, there is good news I'd like to share with you guys. I took the IELTS test on the first day of April, and I successfully got my ideal scores. That means I don't need to take this exam again. Thank you, Roundtable. You helped me a lot. Oh, that is lovely! And Huang Shen, sorry to put you on the spot like that, but I secretly enjoy doing so.、Um, please offer a response to our lovely listener Nana. Oh, thank you so much. I'm very happy to hear like more people are tuning in for our show because I do think. Our show deserves that attention because we have worked so hard, and every 
of every person in this show is very unique, and each person has his or her own personality and viewpoint. And I think we have been working really hard over the years, and、um, very happy that you enjoy my opinions. Like you know, sometimes it's. Great to find a pe- person who think alike. Like I always said, I learn from the best because, like, I've been working with a bunch of amazing people, including Heyang,、oh. Lai Ming, Niu Niu, or we have some new friends and、uh, who just joined the show for several months. I would say, like Li Yi and Peter. I mean Yu Shun、yeah. and our new friends. Not not really new, but like who always on the show with us, like Ding Hong and、yeah. Fei Fei. So I think everyone. Is shining in a different way, so I'm very glad that people are figuring out how amazing we are.、Uh, although, you know, we receive some、um, negative comments as well, but I feel、That's、like true too. Yeah, we should be inclusive to all kinds of suggestions, and that will make us grow as well as develop. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's such a beautiful way to look at the world. Because I, despite the way. I present myself on the show.、Mm. It probably seeps through anyway, but yeah, I, I tend to be quite extreme sometimes. So you know,、um, yeah, it's like we. I mean, when you're in this position, then you know that there are going to be the good and the bad coming your way. But、uh, be gentle sometimes, <laughs> you know, because because it's good people really putting their heart and soul into this, and、uh, and also. I know Huang Shan doesn't like to toot her own horn, but I would love to blow the trumpet for her <laughs> at her in that sense. And it's so so such a beautiful journey that we've all taken together, and also to see、um, Huang Shan blossom on the show. Just now, I had this Yi Mu Xiao on my face. You know, like yeah, we should、oh. play like, Choice of One's Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> and although kidding, you know,、yeah. you know, Huang Shen, you know, she did all the hard work, but you know, me as a witness along the way, I'm just I'm the president of Huang Shen's fan club. That's that's just all I want to say. And it's so brilliant to have such beautiful and lovely talent, people you actually like to work together. And I'm looking at you, Ding Hong, as well. Okay, his mind was wandering. Somewhere else, or, or maybe <laughs> no, not. No, no. Maybe not. No, 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 no. Yeah, no yeah. Good, good, good. I like to keep you on your toes in that sense. So it's really wonderful to ke- get these lovely messages from our listeners. And Nana doesn't stop there. She's got her strong opinion, and she's really tuned in、um, attentively to our discussion. So, what else does Nana have to share with us? Actually. April seems like my breakup month because I broke up with Els and I also broke up with my boyfriend. We have been together for three years. He is a nice person, but we have different choices for our future. Um, you know, for me, I don't want to get married and have a baby. I grew up in a small place, and traditional values are very popular in my hometown. Most people in that place think that the only marriage of a person, especially a woman, depends on the marriage. I don't want to follow it. I want more freedom. Okay, back to the programs. You know, topics about gender issues can always attract my attention. What impressed me most is one that discussed about a lady who got sponsored to go to university, 
but decided to marry a rich businessman and became a housewife after graduation. On this show, Huang Shan Li and Josh gave their wonderful opinions, but I'd like to say something different. Frankly speaking, I feel so disappointed about this young lady. To some extent, I think she betrayed a group of girls who fight against the traditional role, only being a wife and a mother, who fight for the right of their own body. They don't want to be the giving birth machine anymore. Um, this young lady got the chance to avoid the marriage trap. But she threw it away. Literally, I feel hurt. But I'm not that pessimistic because I know love is so long. Maybe in the future, she will change her mind and help other girls to go to university. But on my experience, education is still a strong way for a girl to escape from the traditional environment and get more chances. Well, anyway, there are so many topics I'm interested in, such as freezing eggs, um, surname for mom, and sexual abuse. I hope there will be more related topics, and I'd like to learn more about your own experience and thoughts about gender, marriage, and life. Well, best wishes to all of you. Bye. Thank you so much, Nana. In Shanghai, right now she's、mm. working there. So, well, Ding Hong, you weren't on that show, but、yeah. you know what she's talking about. So, well, what it, what would you say to our listener? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was not indeed.、Uh, indeed, I was not involved in that particular episode that she mentioned. But、um, I wouldn't necessarily see that lady's decision or choice as a betrayal of. Uh, her fellow girls who fight for women's、uh, freedom or individual rights. You know, I, I mean, in my opinion, real essential value of individual rights or freedom is about you have this liberty, you have this freedom to make a decision. That's the real liberty. Okay.、Right? Yeah, you can choose A or you can choose B. Okay. It's up to you. <laughs> What do you say, Huang Shen? Thanks to the socio-economic development nowadays, more women have the access to education. I always believe that education is one of the ways to empower women. And when you are reaching that place, you have learned the knowledge you need to equip yourself, and you have your career. I think that is a great way to figure out what you want, what you want to achieve, and what is your social role. Maybe in the past,、um, the gender role is very, very simple and straightforward, and many women nowadays are fighting、uh, to break that mold, trying to interpret themselves in their own way. I really appreciate it. I think many people have different expectations on women. However, I would say just take care of yourself first. Think about which is the best option for you at a moment, and when you put things into perspective, you will know. Then it could be a temporary decision, but it will have a long impact on your future. What's more, is like it's good to be considerate, but sometimes you have to be selfish. Just think about what you want to achieve, and、uh, with that, I mean, you will live a very fulfilled life. Yeah. I think I suppose for that particular story, which I was not on the show either,、mm. but 
um, I saw so many comments, and therefore I went back to listen to it on Apple Podcast at Roundtable China. Um, and then I, uh, yeah, you you guys had a really good discussion, and there I find that, of course, you know, with a more diverse society as China is growing、mm-hmm. into, then people are bound to have different choices, and there are bound to be people to hold choices that are different from. What you see as oh that's natural oh how could somebody not think like that so I think having that、um, that that mindset of being accommodating and and accept that people are different in that sense I think is important and always on the show we say that we respect everybody's rights and choices in that sense that being said though in this story、um, that lady this young woman because she re- received a sponsorship from、mm. another fellow women. Woman, and therefore, I think for from a bystander's point of view, then you might think, oh, so she received, you know, the goodwill and financial support of another person, and therefore, does she have some kind of responsibility to pay it forward, to give back in some some case? And the sponsor didn't ask for money or anything. It's like you know, make the best decision for yourself, and then when that comes in conflict with what the sponsor or maybe. Mm, feminists or people who have these、uh, strong views for you know female empowerment、um, see, and it comes、uh, differently that way. Then it becomes a topic. But for me, I think I also like to highlight one factor that is, well, when we talk about oh, you have the freedom of choice, but everybody has different choices. Some people have a far slimmer set of choices than others,、mm. so I would like to say, well, we're not、um, passing judgment or anything like that here. But I just let in, like to invite you to go and think about this: how many viable choices does this woman have when she's somebody who's from a small town and she fought her way to be here to obtain that college di-、uh, diploma? And how many choices does she have? Not everybody lives the life that we see of KOLs. I'm Billy Billy. I happened to be on the site last night, and I was like, "Wow, I feel like I have not been living my life." So maybe have a little bit more respect for each other in that sense, and empathy, of course. And well, that's that's all I will have to share with you. And thank you so much for sending in your、uh, voice memos, your comments. All of that is welcome and. If you like our show, tell a friend about our show. You know, round tell more friends. <laughs> yes, please, and and share it on social media or whatnot, just like Nana's friend has done. And、uh, if you like what you hear, please send us your questions to ezfmroundtable@foxmail.com. Coming up next, do you think it's appropriate for authorities to release the full names of those found guilty of sexual harassment? Stay tuned. Looking for passion? How about fiery debate? Want to hear about current events in China from different perspectives? Then tune in to Roundtable, where East meets West, and understanding is the goal.
It's the hour of roundtable with myself He Yang. I'm joined by Huang Shen and Ding Heng in the studio. Recently, the Hangzhou city government has published the full names of sexual harassment offenders in public spaces, and violated others' privacy. This has won overwhelming support online. And do you think it's appropriate for authorities to release the full names of those found guilty of sexual harassment? Does this naming and shaming strategy work? Is it enough? To deter sexual harassment. To be honest, I want to applaud this move because I think it's very necessary and it's definitely a step forward.、Um, I think you know, being a person who has to take public transport every day, I could understand the concern shared by so many girls, ladies, and. Especially in the summer, I would say when you would like to dress in the clothes you want. However, sometimes that outfit could be a little bit、um, uncomfortable for taking a subway ride.、Mm. So you still want to maintain your rights of dressing in whatever way you want. However, you don't want to be harassed by those、uh, really well ugly people. I would say,、uh, but when it comes to punishment, I'm a little bit.、Um, I would say my view is a little bit mixed because,、mm. in one hand, I think oh, it's great to reveal or to publicize the names of these sexual harassers.、Um, on the other hand, I think is this good enough or is this effective enough? Because you only reveal the name, I mean the full name of a person. There. There's a very big chance if this harasser is having a very common name, not like Pi Pi Lu or, or some <laughs> other like really complicated names, right?、Yeah. What if just a a very innocent person just happened to be share the same name? You know, in Chinese, when you have a name、uh, consist of two characters or three characters or five characters or whatever number you want,、um, there's a very big chance in a country that. Has over 1.4 billion people. That many people may have the same name, so it will bring、um, uncomfortable experience for innocent people who just happen to use the same name.、Um, mm-hmm. Some people are suggesting: Should we include more detailed information into the punishment in the in the in the process of publicizing such、uh, sexual harass harassers, such as、um, do we need to add? Uh, this person's origin or ID number—that is the most straightforward way. But you know, we are not legal experts, so we don't know are these in line with the laws and to provide one person's privacy. Yeah, and also the most obvious is the profile picture. Oh it, yeah, yeah. And, that's but that's also maybe a little bit more extreme. Yeah, oh, f- quite a bit more extreme.、Yeah. What do you think, Ding Hong? Yeah, I I think、um, you know according to some、uh, legal experts, some lawyers,、uh, China's、um, administrative、uh, punishment law、uh, requires this kind of administrative punishment decisions to be made public only for cases which、uh, have a certain social impact. But I I guess the the definition here is also vague as well. I guess so the the law is there, but how to implement it is really Uh, on the hands, dependent on the hands of the local authorities, and here in the case of Hangzhou, definitely they are the pioneers in this regard. So I guess the the basic principle is that, for example, when a person commits an illegal act which harms the public interest, then I guess protecting the interests of more people. 
really overrides the privacy rights of this individual offenders. I think that's the that's the principle of the law because there is a I checked there is a principle called 以不公开为原则，公开为例外 Basically. Translate that into English. It means non-disclosure as the principle and disclosure as the exception.、Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, I think here possibly the、uh, point of contention is the scope of disclosure.、Yeah. And by the sound of it, it's may I say just the name? <laughs> <laughs> it's not the ID numbers or、um, address or profile picture or any of that stuff. So,、um, the law has very strict regulation when it comes to what exactly can be disclosed under what circumstances. And when we talk about sexual harassment in the pub on public transport, so what does that entail? Uh, so, according to an article published by the 21st Century Under China Daily, some violations include touching others' bodies with hands or private parts, urinating on people, and filming others' private areas.、Mm. Uh, most of these incidents occurred in public places like subways, buses, staircases, and escalators. Apparently, this is not. The issue that has been seen in China, I would say, this is a worldwide issue、yep. because I checked in London,、uh, according to the City of London, and in 2021, it implemented a zero tolerance campaign to end sexual harassment in London transport systems. So, according to the local government, behaviors、uh, on the transport systems which are regarded as indecency include some、uh, include behaviors such as Catcalling, exposing, cyber flashing, pressing, touching, staring, upskirting. So I think this is a, you know, a global issue. Like women nowadays in different cities, different countries. As long as you have the public transport system, a great not maybe a a decent number of women are experiencing this.、Um, You know, awkward experience. So we just want to guarantee that women can enjoy a very friendly as well as comfortable ride when they're taking public transport, especially you know in less developed countries or in many developing countries. Maybe women are facing more awkward situations in this regard. Yes, and this is an issue that certainly has. Um, um, certainly, people have heard of. And might even experience themselves.、Um, what are the、um, efforts that China has went through, sort of to 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 counter it? Yeah, I think. Uh... Uh, for example, not only here in, not only over there in Hangzhou, I think、uh, here in Beijing, we have a、uh, similar campaigns by the local,、uh, let's say, police departments. I guess to to basically, it's a mobilization of the resources from different government departments like、uh, transportation authorities, the police department, to have a joint campaign in this regard and. Uh, also, we have some uh, legal uh, legal uh, amendment, let's say,、um, which basically stipulates uh, uh, adding new stipulation to China's administrative punishment law. And、um, my my sense is that the more、uh, how to say. 
the more discussion we tend to have surrounding this subject, the more complex, the more complicated this issue will become because it's really confusing sometimes. On one hand, you need to, yeah, it's it's absolutely necessary to protect women's uh, rights, uh, victims' rights regarding sexual harassment. But on the other hand, you know, this kind of call regarding the privacy rights of these uh, potential offenders is they also- They are offenders. Yeah, they are offenders. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, uh, it's, it's. Why is that confusing? I'm sorry. Maybe because I'm a woman, so I, I see it very straightforwardly. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, like. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What might be confusing, I suppose, is how do you determine this person has mm-hmm. um, conducted sexual harassment on public transportation? I think yeah. that um, sometimes can be. A bit iffy, and then it takes the well. Is it witness or is it like actual yeah. proof? I mean, that's one thing. But also, a lot of women f- simply feel very scared, or sometimes you're just in complete shock that you don't know how to react. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. I think that's... that yeah. So it's important to talk about like these different party. Well, there are only two parties, <laughs> or maybe also bystanders, um, mm. and and involved. And uh, how do you react? How do you make this environment a Safer for women, and I think that is what the Hangzhou Public mm. Securities Department has has done has has made one step further to um, safeguard the rights of chi- of Chinese women in, in that sense. Yeah. Again, this is not my personal opinion. I'm personally for this. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. But but I'm just pointing out that some people are raising this idea. For example, there is second second time punishment because, mm. in their opinion, disclosing offenders' personal information itself is another form of punishment for this particular individual. So uh, they are pointing to the fact that in a digitalized age, when the public conducts human flash searches based mm-hmm. on the information like name, location, and the causes of punishment, then it's so easy to find whoever this person mm-hmm. is. And yeah, maybe that will have a huge impact on his future life. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> but isn't that part of the deterrence? Because it is so scary, the consequences could be so horrific and therefore don't do it yeah. <laughs> what do you think yeah. <laughs> apparently i mean this move has received widespread support online and with many netizens calling for other cities to follow suit and some internet users are saying oh is this serious enough what's more is that uh, back in 2019 uh shanghai uh decided to uh to uh punish transport public transport harassers and that will be criminally punished so you know in chinese we have a term called xian zhu shou salty pig hands mm. or you know people who use uh crowded public transport as a pretext for harassing other passengers so back in 2019 shanghai announced that these people would face criminal punishment in the city uh, so i think these are the improvements we are seeing um no matter what i would say this move is uh telling the ladies on the public transport like the government is supporting you uh, still there are more things need to be done to uh to guarantee a safe ride and that's so true and it's so good to have the argument of both sides and uh, see which side you agree upon more and come up with your own decision 
on what do you agree with. You're listening to Roundtable, and that's it for today. We'll see you next time.